0: For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Newcastle videos and podcasts, download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Dinks the ball back, manages to get Craft in, pulled back to Almiron. Joel Linton has scored. A smart finish in the box from Joel Linton with his right foot into the bottom corner of the goal. After five minutes, Newcastle United have an early lead. Murphy slips it through and there's no flag and Miguel Almiron is in. He goes round the keeper and Miguel Almiron with a chance to make it two. And he does. When the net bulged, I wasn't sure whether it had gone into the back of the net or hit the side netting because of the angle, but he's managed to stick it in to make it 2-0 to Newcastle United after 20 minutes. Jacob Murphy to the edge of the area. Left-footed shot and a brilliant goal from probably Newcastle's standout player of the evening so far. Mulcombe were waiting for an offside flag that didn't come and Joel Linton now to the edge of the box. Oh, what a goal from Joel Linton! Curled it into the far top corner. That's a fantastic strike. And Newcastle's number nine has his second of the evening. Back to Hayden. It's opened up for Isaac Hayden and he's gone for it and scored. It's five. Isaac Hayden with a goal drilled the shot. And Kraft at the back of the box, it's sent in towards oh, Jamal Lascelles and he scored with a header, a downward header from the skipper, past a diving Mark Halstead and Newcastle, it's taken them only six minutes of the second half to get yet another goal. Let's see how long we'll get. Barlasa plays it into the box, a flick there, oh it's gone in, Matt Ritchie has scored. At the end of the 90 it is Morecambe nil, Newcastle United seven
1: I went to Bladen, racist was on the 9th of June,
0: 1862 on a summer's afternoon. I took the bus for Bamberers and she was heavy laden. Away We went along Collinwood Street, that's on the road to Bladen. Oh, land, you soon
1: have see us gannin'. Hushin' a the Road, just as they was gannin'. There were lots of land and lassies there, I was wild and vicious.
2: Canon along the skeleton road to see the made and races will Hello and welcome to C H N Radio. I'm your host, Greg Troxel. We are here to preview the busfield flow off there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven goals. Against League Two side, I got two the, black more and the and to Shrimps. I'm excited because we won. Good now, if you combine Elijah and I's score predictions for this game, that was a halftime score in this match. So we're, we're, we're getting close to getting the exact number um, just as a combined podcast. But to, to bring on the man that we need on this podcast, the one who that people listen for. I mean, hmm. they're not here for me. They're here for the best team colors in the land. And that's Elijah some.
3: Hey, let the record show that Greg said we're going to preview the Morka match, which I think I say you, meant to say, you said preview. You said you meant to say like review or recap, but it was too little too late. Mm. Um, as in the words of Martin Tyler uh, in FIFA, too little too late offside. That's a, That's a classic FIFA line. But um, yeah. yes, we're going to recap the Morka match. We're also going to do a little spur- Spursy preview, um, which should be fun as well. I'm excited to talk a little little football, and it's always fun talking about Newcastle after they win. Um, so I know some of you it, it were does a little seem concerned.
2: To be, it's something I enjoy more.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, people were a little concerned because usually I'm very optimistic, but after the Brighton one, I'd lost all hope. Um, but Newcastle did exactly what I told them to do this match, and guess what? It worked out. So again, listen to me. Listen to our friend Chris. Away the stats. And maybe Newcastle has a chance at uh, staying pre- staying in the Premier League this season. Uh, follow your boy on Twitter at Elijah underscore newsome. Follow me on wait, no, follow the podcast account at CHN underscore podcast. Follow the main account at coming home in UFC. Check out the site coming home or coming home Um our boy Elliot put up his review. Mirza, of course, had his review and Brian's put a little bit of his uh, opinion up there. And of course, I'll probably have something uh, by the time you listen to this, either Tottenham preview or or you know whatever news has occurred. Um, I mean, for example, might write about the the COVID nineteen outbreak that has that has apparently occurred uh, at Newcastle. So again, we'll see um, what happens. But check out the site, and of course, we're looking for writers and talent. So if you're interested, email us or DM us or whatever. I think that's everything, Greg. We can we can actually talk about um, fun stuff now.
2: Yes. So we rolled into the third round of the. Uh, I almost said the – it's the Carabao Cup. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm getting everything mixed up uh, because I was just looking at something from the EFL Trophy, and I was getting all confused. The Carabao Cup, we won again, and I did say in my predictions that I we would to say, go to at least the final four of the Carabao Cup. And it's
3: – it's the odds are in our favor because uh, we're good. up against another League Two side. I get What are they, a place ahead of Morecambe?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a Welsh Welsh side, so we need to get – we need to get the, the false nines on the podcast and really oh. grill our resident welsh about Newport County. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, Adam Goffin uh, on the false nines is, is Welsh if he didn't know that. So um, first thing, though, let's talk about three words. After every match, we tell you to recap the match in three words. Uh, there's a little bit less three words this time than the last match. <laughs> And about, to be fair blame that completely less.
3: yeah but also i blame that completely on the fa because this match was really hard to get to you had to pay 10 pounds to watch a terrible like camera angle and a and a commentator who was behind like he was streaming the match and commentators so he was like behind of the action it was awful or you had to try to find a a, a free stream which greg and i did but then all the free streams died so it's like not a lot of people actually saw this match uh because i mean i it's 10 pounds for newcastle to play a league two side is is, is a lot of money um it is yeah it is
2: uh so uh all right so mr Steer worldwide uh they say Golanton is back trevor mooney at turn mooney 12 shrimp cocktails tonight Let us know how those were. Mm. Uh, Steve Wilson at Jordy Cavalier scored some goals. (laughs) That is correct. Alex Porter uh, at L1NKD, not Porter. Uh, Keep Jacob Murphy. We'll talk about that. Northern Man at Northern Man 2020, League 2 opposition. Alex Porter cheated, uh, he said, against lower league. As, but I'll, I'll read it since we only had six uh all right so let's get into the match because there's a lot to cover and the first bit to cover is the team so when this team was announced it was pretty obvious to me that you know this is a team that should i i tweet it, it's like this team should win for nothing and i was wrong yeah <laughs> they-
3: but it's one of those i'm happy to be wrong like when yeah. we had the when we have those like, hey, we both predicted us to lose five nothing to Manchester City, and we beat them like two one. It's like, oh, happy to be wrong.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll read the starting lineup for this one, and then we'll get your comments. Does that work? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let me put up the starting lineup. That would help. And we're almost there, Elijah.
3: I can tell you started. I'm going to do it completely okay. from memory. All right, here we go.
2: Oh, you are? I have it yeah. up if you want. Uh, it's right, Mark
3: go. Gillespie and Goal. Uh, your center backs are Kieran Clark and Jamal yep. Um, It was Emil Kraft playing right back, DeAndre Yedlin playing left back, which was an yep. interesting one. In the midfield, it was Hayden and Longstaff, I want to say, with Miguel and Ryan Frazier, and Jacob Murphy, and then Joel Linton was up top.
2: Uh, Ryan Fraser didn't start.
3: Dang it! I knew he came on. Oh man, who started? Matt Ritchie. Matt Ritchie. Okay, yeah. Wow. I I it was sorry. It was a it was a short blondish guy who played for <laughs> and started. Uh yes. but yeah, it was a four two three one. Um, which I feel like I mean I don't know. At when you look at the lineup and just like who is involved, it's kind of hard to see anything but a four two three one. I I feel like I, I don't know. Did it seem that obvious to you, Greg? I don't. I feel like. It couldn't have been a four. I mean, I guess you could go four, four, two, but it just felt like, just with the wingers that were there, that it was probably a four, two, three, one. And that's kind of what it was.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it was that, but you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah that, that's, that, that's a risk with uh, Steve Bruce's side. Is like, this better be a four, two, three, one. But uh, you just didn't know for sure until you saw them line up. Um, and we're, we're going to get that, that yeah. four, two, three, one. And we did. Yeah. Um, I think what clued me off was
3: that the order of, because I'm pretty sure that in the graphic they tweeted, um, like Miguel Omron was like, it was like, it literally went like Jacob Murphy, Miguel Omron, Matt Ritchie, Joel Linton. And because Miguel Amron wasn't next to Joel Linton, I was like, okay, it's a four, two, three, one. Mm -hmm. You know, that's me just looking far too into lineup graphics. Um, (laughs) I I miss the days where you would just tweet out the actual lineup with the graph, like, the formation and where everyone like I those days. Those were cool. Those were fun times. Um, made things a lot easier.
2: Yeah, those those were those were a blast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so with the match, uh, well, like us, let's just get into it, huh? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Okay. So the match started, and one thing that I saw, which made me sad, but that this could be DeAndre Yedlin's last appearance for Newcastle United. Something we can also talk about.
3: Yeah, of course. Let's. I mean, we can.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So, we got our first goal right at the beginning, and it was Dolington. <laughs> it's his fifth goal for Newcastle United. It was uh, Murphy started it, back to Kraft. Kraft with a great pass to Almiron. Almiron gets his third assist of the season. Dolenton, easy sweep into that, one nothing, just like that. Five minutes in, easy money. Uh, I felt so bad more am watching these highlights man
3: oh it, it was it was, it was oh. pretty rough because
2: this is like this is a side that pretty much started in the premier league last year like actually besides murphy yeah, yeah. that like like this was a team we rolled out in the premier league yeah yeah i mean so- honestly
3: it's like one of those things where potentially if jacob murphy what like if jacob murphy was in this team last year it would have been a team we rolled out because you know if asm is injured or something like that like i could 100 percent see this being a team that that's rolled out but yeah i mean it was bruce to his credit didn't hold back um i think we saw like there was a little bit of uncomfortability with dan Barlazar um when we played black blackburn yep and bruce took that into consideration and i disagree with that
2: completely but
3: i mean yeah i feel like he should have gotten play time because yeah it was nice to have isaac hayden in but it's also just like i also think if he wasn't gonna play like at least some of them on um exactly. earlier on especially once you get on to 10 minutes, like you know let the kids like see what he could do he's an attack-minded central midfielder and at a point where like we're we're up a man like why not i mean yeah. let rest isaac hayden who cares like
2: We'll get anyway. into this. Bolasar did play like a half hour, but uh, yeah. I definitely think he should have started. But yeah, after this, I mean, Newcastle was in complete control. Jacob Murphy absolutely destroying the competition early on. Well, throughout the entire time, but um, especially early on. And then Jolinton was getting in a lot of space and making runs. Uh, and then shortly after this, it was 2 nothing, and it was Alvaron got was. his goal to add to his three assists. Um, it was a, a amazing through ball from Jacob Murphy to Almiron. He timed his run perfectly. He absolutely just embarrassed the goalkeeper, <laughs> poor guy. And then he just took his time. He he knew. He was like, nobody's going to come charge me. They're going to block the goal line. I know where I'm hitting this thing, and I'm going to take my time to make sure I hit it right. And, and Which Almiron did. I'd have to
3: say Almiron of season one under Rafa, maybe not do the same thing. Just throw it out there. Like, yeah, maybe,
2: maybe there's a thing. little bit too much excitement for him, and yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit more composure.
3: That. This one, I, I'm yeah. just, and this is coming from someone who watched him at Atlanta United, and I can say he did the same thing sometimes at Atlanta United against MLS opposition. Which, I mean, I don't know. Depending on who you talk to, maybe that's League Two level, maybe that's League One level. I don't know. I'm mean, just, <laughs> uh, but yeah, similar level per se. Uh, but yeah, great goal. Um, cool, calm, collected at this point morecam was done um because the game plan honestly for Morkum was to try to prevent this from getting ugly quick and when you go to no down within the span of like i think it was like less than 15 minutes yeah um like it, it's kind of tough to, to to carry out that game plan because you're in a you're in a massive hole at that point and so it, it was it was bad from 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 there. Yeah, it was
2: it was twenty minutes. Uh, it was the twentieth minute that Almiron scored, so two goals within twenty, uh, and then seven minutes later <laughs> was the third, and it, it was Murphy, and it was a deserved goal by Murphy. It was Clark who gave it to him. Murphy powered through the middle, uh, got past a few challenges, and then curled a lovely ball, left footed too, into the bottom left hand corner. I mean, just an absolute great first half hour for Jacob Murphy. Three nothing, Uh, goal and an assist for Murphy already (laughs) within 30 minutes. Uh, And yeah, that at this point I was like, okay, that's that's definitely a wrap. Uh, We're not going to give up. God, hope not. Three goals to Markham, but uh, yeah, at that point I was like, okay, we're we're controlling.
3: I'm going to say I wasn't even at that point because I'm pretty sure. I think I got to that point when they had the red card. I don't remember when that was, but once I saw the red card, I was like, all right, well, yeah, this game's over. <laughs> I think it yep. was right after the Murphy goal.
2: Uh, yeah, so the, the – wait, no, I think it was right after – let me verify before I go into this. You are – yeah, it was right after the fourth goal. Um, so the fourth goal came next. And that was just a mere four minutes after Murphy's goal, and that was Jolinton got his second. What what's going on? Jolinton two goals. Uh, it was Lascelles. Hey,
3: hey. we'll we'll you, talk about Jolinton yeah. after all this is over because I got some words regarding Jolinton.
2: Uh, it was Lascelles who uh, had a header forward from the defense. Jolinton picked it up on the left wing, and then he cut outside, tons of space, and this was an absolute golazo. Curled a wonderful ball, right-footed with Jolenton. Uh, it it loops into the bottom right-hand corner over the over the goalie's head. Uh, great goal by him, like be- perfectly shot. Four nothing, say, Newcastle. Four. I think nothing. that's.
3: I think that's his best goal. He's probably ever scored on a professional level. Like looking yeah. at some of his Hoffenheim goals. I mean, even even some of those don't. They, none of those really, really compare to this one. I mean, it was it was a nice goal. <laughs> like I have to admit it was a nice goal.
2: Yep. It was really good. And then, um, right after that, it was, uh, Dia Goraga was had a, a brutal challenge against Sean Longstaff got a straight red for it. Uh, Longstaff received tr- treatment, but was okay, uh, to go on. Um, so now not only are Morcom poor Morcom down for nothing in the half, half were, a little over 30 minutes through the first half, but now they're down to 10 minutes the rest of the way. And then it became 5-0. <laughs> and it was Yedlin who played it back to Isaac Hayden, who, like, long way out, hit a, a really low shot that was deflected beyond the keeper into the net. I mean, just maybe they're firing from all over the pitch. 5-0 Newcastle. This is <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> I feel bad, but it was amazing. Any comments on that goal?
3: Yeah. Again, I mean, yeah. uh, it was it was it was not. It's nice it to good. score goals, you know.
2: It was fun. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So that leads us to halftime. I mean, all that happened was goals in this first half, and uh, five nothing up playing against ten men, uh, where a team is what through th- in the fourth division when we're in the Premier League. Uh, Jacob Murphy was incredible. He was definitely the player in the first half for me. Joel had two goals and Alvaron and Hayden also scored. So like surely game over uh, pretty much can coast through the rest of this one. Any other first half thoughts for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I have to say I was, I was
3: really impressed with Jacob Murphy Um, and I I was going to save this for the end, but I think it brings a good point. I tweeted this is like these cup matches. We always talk about this especially like we definitely talk about this all the time, especially the past couple seasons when Newcastle have had really favorable cup matches. This is the time for, for players to regain confidence, prove themselves, prove their worth um, to the team. And Jacob Murphy, honestly, it's been the only player. Maybe you could throw in Joel Linton because he had a good match and he, and, and cup matches he's done fairly well, but this is the time you kind of prove to, to the manager. Hey, like, I belong on this first team. Like, I deserve a shout. I deserve at least a, a bench appearance in a match. Um, and I think Jacob Murphy did that well. I mean, the confidence that was coming from this man was insane. I mean, he's taking on guys. He's He honestly almost looked like a different player than when we first – when we last saw him playing first-team football, yeah. um, where he was really more relying on, like, his pace to, to cause a lot of issues. I remember the goal he had – maybe that was against Man City – he had a goal, his his goal his first goal for Newcastle or something like that. It might have been Man City. It was a game where we were down like 2-0 or something like that. He came and scored a goal. Um, or maybe it was 3-0. And it was really all pace. But here we saw him taking on players, we saw him playing some crazy good crosses, we saw him playing some good balls, um, some good through balls, really being the playmaker that like Rafa Benitez thought he could become. And that right there, that's the perfect like way to use this platform, this opportunity you have to to really prove yourself. And it does, it does, I mean, it does, it, it seems like it made a, a, a little bit of an impact because if you look at the match, you look at hey, I started Matt Ritchie and Jacob Murphy. I know Ryan Frazier is gonna be on the bench. I know he's gonna be on the bench for Tottenham. But if we're looking at our altered, ulti- our other winger, our other attacking player. Do I start Jacob? Do I bring in Jacob Murphy or do I do I stick with, with Matt Ritchie? And I think that's a genuine question you can kind of have now if you're Steve Bruce, because Jacob Murphy balled the F out. Like he was unreal.
2: Yeah, you're looking in this as a situation where uh, like I I'm a little bit more critical in these matches because these are opportunities where you absolutely should be doing that. Mm-hmm. And anything less than that is a failure, even if you do win six nothing. Seven, nothing, 12, nothing. So you're looking for those players to step up and just prove that they're better, like significantly better. And Jacob Murphy was one of the, one of the few players that definitely proved that. Um, yeah. I mean, and there's for, some
3: players who did not like Deandre Yedlin. I wasn't too impressed with. I mean, again, he's playing out of position. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, I, but like, I hear you, like, but he didn't really yeah. get a chance either.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I'm just saying like, I mean, I was like, ah, I kind of forgot he was playing left back. Like, I was like, oh. Well, shit. yeah, that's I bad.
2: mean, and that's a good thing in this situation because
3: yeah. usually you're like, oh, shit, DeAndre's yeah. playing. DeAndre's not
2: <laughs> it, when you're playing this way too, your left back's not going to be really involved because like, it's not like he he doesn't have to bomb forward. Like the whole team's already forward. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. Like he he's kind of Yeah, he's just, I mean, he was as active as Mark Gillespie was, so. <laughs> Uh, same with big I match mean, for Mark Gillespie. Like, Second clean sheet, man. the yeah. guy's on fire. <laughs> Lascelles has got a little bit involved uh, because he could take chances and mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh cool. Well, a little stat before we take a break is it's the first time Newcastle scored five first half goals since they beat or were leading Leicester six-nothing at at the half May of nineteen ninety-three uh cool so we'll take a break talk about the second half and we'll do that right now
0: for newcastle fans everywhere this is the ultimate football app for you plan your match day with our gps travel planner taking you to the best pubs restaurants and hotels home and away download the free tune army app now from the app store and google play
2: all right second half underway and it was Ryan Fraser came on for Karen Clark um, an attacking player for a center back up up five, nothing. So, and up a man, but uh, things switched up a little bit. So Yedlin went to right back in the second half craft was at center left. And then Richie was at left back Ryan Fraser playing left wing. Um, and then shortly after that six, nothing. Um, it was Richie. Richie got up, curled a left-footed shot in, um, and Lascelles rose up. He's about four feet taller than anyone on the pitch, and got his head on it on the front post. Goal, easy, six nothing. Yeah, I mean, anything there, you love it,
3: like it, I love it. I want more of it. <laughs>
2: yeah, um, it was. After that, this was like the doll pole. I mean, Newcastle completely dominated this point going forward. And, uh, but just no more goals were happening. And then it happened. Matt Ritchie got on the score seat, sheet. Um, it was a Barlasar ball. Wait. What?
3: Did we talk about the fifth goal? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't, I, I thought we. Cause I, uh, I don't know. I was skied, maybe. I don't know. that was I, I feel like I just missed yeah. it.
2: Completely. You had Linda Hayden.
3: Wait, I thought That's that was right the before fourth the half. Goal.
2: No, the fourth goal was... Um, no, you're right. You're right. You're,
3: right. you're right. you're right. No, it was five. Yeah, you're right.
2: It was five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, with that goal, I, I
3: legitimately tweeted out because I couldn't watch it. I was like, oh, give me your halftime gyps. And then, like, right after that, we scored again, and I was like, oh, guess it wasn't halftime. Okay, cool. Sick. All right, yeah. anyway, let's move on to the last goal.
2: Um, yeah, the last goal was Richie. He, he finally got his uh, – it was a Barlasar ball. Uh, it, he played a great ball into the penalty area. Richie, all you had to do was flick it on, and uh, it goes into the net. Easy, 7-0 Newcastle, and that's how it ended. Yep any overarching thoughts on that match at all it's a quick review but it's just lovely goals
3: yeah i mean it it, honestly it wasn't that quick of a review i feel like the brighton review was was quicker but we just ran we rambled and ranted about like like in terms of match events it was quicker but we ranted and rambled about so much that was wrong that it was a long review um I mean, I guess the only big thing I could say is, like, this is how I expect Newcastle to play against lower league teams. And I think the reason people were so excited was because, like, Newcastle typically don't play this well against, uh, against lower league teams. I mean, I, I know it's League 2, but even against League 1 sides, we, we've tended to struggle. And um, one thing that I did notice um, in terms of play style that Newcastle did really well is that they did not really let Morecambe get much of the ball at all. Even before the sending off, it seemed like pretty much Newcastle, excuse me, as soon as they lost possession, they won it back and they were able to control it, really cycle throughout, cycle possession throughout everyone, you know, get everyone involved and really just control the ball, which is something that you should be doing against any side, um, probably League One and below. And Newcastle just haven't done that um, in the past under Bruce. So it was nice to see that. I think that's my big takeaway. The thing, the reason I was so happy, um, and I guess the the secondary thing is like in these matches you do want to score early. If you don't score early, it, it the confidence and every commentator mentions, this, but the confidence from the other team just grows and grows because the longer you go without a goal, the more and more they feel they can get into this and maybe nick the first goal and and bunker down and and, and have a shot at, at walking away with an upset. So getting an early goal was crucial, and then getting a second one is even even better.
2: Um, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Great. Great. Very well said. Um, Let's we don't need to take a break. I mean, we just kind of took one. Um, So we'll we'll get into quotes for this one. Uh, Do you have any great quotes for this?
3: No. I mean, I didn't even realize (laughs) Steve Bruce had to do a presser after this. Yeah.
2: Um, He actually did say some, something pretty important. Uh, He said it was an awful night weather-wise uh with nobody here and if we hadn't done things properly proper, properly we easily could have had a difficult night we've all experienced those nights especially at a club like ours so it was nice to get the job done and the way they went about it some of the football particularly in the first half was terrific their attitude really pleased me he commented on jacob murphy's future he said i won't be letting him out go talk about if he was going on loan After that kind of performance, I definitely won't be letting him go. He deserves to stay with us. He's improved enormously, and I've been very pleased with him, even though he hasn't made the squad for the weekend. We've got a lot of players to choose from, but at this particular moment, I won't be letting Jacob go. Interesting thoughts there. And then he was talked about Cup success, going on a run. And Bruce said, it's a chance. Of course it is. I've had the same attitude ever since I walked through the door. Let's have a real go at this. Let's have a real crack. We've got a squad now, which is certainly capable. Of course, we go to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup last season and came unstuck against Man City. But let's get ourselves a crack at this. Why not? We're capable of winning five or six games. If the draw is kind to you, who knows? Let's have a go.
3: Yeah. I mean, I I feel like that's not a controversial statement at all. And I think that's what we – you are. Actually, you really alluded to it early on in the previews. You said that we would make the Final Four of the EFL Cup. Um, so, yeah, I mean, go ahead, Bruce. Yeah, if we get a lucky draw, continue to play good teams. Um, <laughs> like, whatever, dude.
2: Yeah. Um, going to stats, this was the second largest win away from St. James's Park in the history of Newcastle United. So really making history here. Um the large the the other one was and also oh wait so it's tied for the first because it was also a nine to nothing oh it's also oh my gosh i'm dumb and can't read so southport we beat nine nothing and that would be the the largest but that was in 1932 it doesn't count the modern era as we call it in baseball they're like oh the modern era (laughs) (laughs) um the the most goals the, the biggest deficit we've scored for newcastle united was in 1946 home against our next carabao cup opponent newport county in which we beat 13 to nothing newport
3: county sounds like a correctional facility in like <laughs> in like massachusetts that like they've Ma- put together massachusetts? Their own. massachusetts yeah is that how you say it
2: massachusetts
3: how do you say it, Mass Massachusetts?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like how it's spelled.
3: <laughs> I thought it was Massachusetts this whole time. Like I just, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a southern thing. I never heard Massachusetts, bro. That's so awkward. That's awkward just, as hell to say. Honestly, just Can't, look how it's saying. nope nope change the name change the name of the state massachusetts
2: Massachusetts. honestly
3: dude i feel like everyone i grew up with said massachusetts i mean i'm from (laughs) georgia so like y'all don't hear it as much but sometimes like greg hears it sometimes like my southern accent comes out but like i didn't know that we was that ignorant down here okay um (laughs) but newport county does sound like a a a team that's in massachusetts yeah as they say uh (laughs) like it doesn't sound like It doesn't sound like it's possibly a real team. Like there's a couple of English teams that are like, you're, you're not, that's not, that's not a real team. Like that can't be like that. That just can't be. But then you remember like local football is actually a thing here. Um, so
2: yeah. Um, it was five different Newcastle players scored in the same competitive game for the first time since they won six, nothing in the championship against QPR in 2016. Um, Joel Linton scored his fifth and sixth goals for Newcastle. Uh, Miguel Amron has nine and one in the league and four in each of – or one in the League Cup and then four in the Premier League and FA Cup. Uh, Jacob Murphy doubled his goal tally, like, as Elijah mentioned, against Man City. Isaac Hayden, uh, that was his first cup goal to five in the league. And then Jamal sells scored his 10th goal for Newcastle United. So he has, he's now in double digits. So cool for us. Right? hmm That's cool. That's, uh, that's that. <laughs> and then um, let's go to best player. Who you got?
3: I mean, I think it's hard to go against Jacob Murphy. Uh, I mean, he was unreal. for for newcastle i think especially considering like how involved he was throughout the entire match i think it's fair to say he was he's probably the best player um i mean you could probably go joel linton as a runner-up i think outside of one instance that i guess we can kind of talk about i think he pretty much had a flawless night um so i'll I'll go Mm -hmm. Jacob murphy as my number one best player
2: yeah uh it's uh uh, yeah it's got to be jacob murphy for me (laughs) uh but yeah give credit to joel linton uh get well so here's who who scored gives credit to so i'll list all the players from lowest to highest (laughs) of their who score rating if if they got a seven or higher okay Uh, we got kieran clark emile craft mark gillespie matt ritchie deandre yedlin sean longstaff oh we're uh, at sean longstaff we're we're at the eights so sean longstaff had an 8.29
3: that's crazy Uh,
2: isaac hayden 8.38 Jamal LaSalle's 8.70, Miguel Amaron, 8.99, and then we're in the nines, (laughs) Jacob Murphy with a 9.68, and the highest rated Newcastle player, Jolinton, at a 9.84, almost a perfect score, which you would get if you get your third goal, um, which he could have had on a few occasions. So uh, yeah, so that's. I'll say. I think.
3: On. I think. I was. It had to be with the fact that I'm pretty sure every shot Jolington took was on target, which um, like is massive for strikers. I yeah, feel like, he,
2: he had three shots, two on target, three key mm, passes. Yeah.
3: That's yeah. That's like three shots, two on target. Like that'll. That's that's. Fairly, fairly good for a striker. All right, let's talk Miguel, about the
2: Volenton thing real quick. because Wait, one more thing. Miguel Almiron yeah. led the team in key passes. Uh, he only played uh, we, sixty-one we minutes. Uh, yeah, like you didn't have to mention that. Second on the team in key passes, Jake and, and also an assist. DeAndre Yedlin. Oh. Almiron had four, five, oh. DeAndre Edlin had four and an assist. So. You know what? Hey, I'm going to be the bigger man here,
3: DeAndre. I'm going to walk back my statement from <laughs> earlier saying that you didn't do enough to prove your worth in the squad, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Hey, second and key passes as a fullback, that's nothing to snuff at. That, that's that's quite good. I don't care who the opponent is. That, I mean, that that's good for a fullback.
2: Yeah, it is. Let's talk about the Jolenton thing. Mm-hmm. What you got okay.
3: say? All right. So for those of you who don't know, um, Joel Linton, after we scored our first goal, I'd say maybe less than five or six minutes after he scored, um, Jacob Murphy had a cross. Uh, it was a cross or a shot. I don't know. It was deflected. It was a weird ball. It deflected. It bounced right in front of Joel Linton. He did a whole like hands up, don't touch type, type of thing. And it hit the post and then didn't go in for a goal. And at the time we were up one nil and he got absolutely dragged on Twitter by pretty much everyone. Um, I was one of the few that was like, I don't really care. I know, Greg, you felt strongly about it. Um, and I, I'll have to say some people walk back on the statement. Like, Craig Hope was like, blah, blah, blah. He did this whole thing like, oh, blah, blah, blah. No, this isn't a goal scorer's instincts, blah, 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 And then, of course, Jolinton scored an absolute beauty in and, and a pure striker's form just took the shot because he had space. Um, And Greg Cope was like, well, you know, I kind of take that back. I don't think it's a big deal. Greg, I know you feel some type of way about it. Go ahead. You can can ramble and rant about how Joel Linton should have put that away, blah, blah, blah. Personally speaking, I think that he won, like Steve Bruce says, Steve Bruce I think mentioned it and said that he wanted to give Jacob Murphy the goal. But the way he put his arms up, I honestly think he might have thought that he was offside uh, just based on the fact he was so close to the goal. Um, But again, I personally, I honestly, I just don't care. Like it's, I get it. Like, I think it's different if it's a, uh, if it's a, if it's a premier league match, but we're playing a league two side and Newcastle were clearly in control. And then again, like literally maybe less than five minutes after that, we scored, like it wasn't a huge deal to me. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? I know you were pissed in the moment, but I mean, that was in the moment.
2: Well, yeah, we're, we're judging these things in the moment. And that's why I was mad at it. like a striker doesn't care who scores besides him. That's how you get paid. And he hasn't had enough of them. So he should be of the mindset. If the ball is near me, I'm putting it in. Now, the only way I, I would say it's acceptable is if he did feel he was offside and he couldn't touch the ball or couldn't interfere, then then fine. Like, I'll walk that back. But, yeah. yeah, in the moment, yeah. Like, you have to put that away. No excuse. Like, you're not – we're not playing – like, you're supposed to be a ruthless striker. Alan Shearer puts that away and then doesn't celebrate with that player. Celebrates his goal. Like, yeah. Like every other good striker does too. Like, Zlatan puts that – like, every good striker absolutely heads that in 10 times out of 10. But seeing Jolton wait and watch a ball go in when he's right in front of it and then watch it get saved. That's in the moment that's completely unacceptable to me. It doesn't matter who you're playing. You should have you should have at least two goals if you're a good striker in against a league 2 side. So he he did that, but um at the time he had one and he just sat on a wide open easy tap-in goal. That was concerning to me big time.
3: Yeah, you do feel that if Callum Wilson's in the same situation like he puts that away. Yeah. Um, everybody, like 100%. I, Demo I, I Boss
2: scores that. CSA scores that. Every, every. I mean, yeah, it is. Like, and I, under,
3: I understand that, that concern. I just like was like, I think at that point, when you score so quickly, so easily, you're dominating the match. I can understand being like, yeah, let's just let everyone get their goals. Like, I I, I get it. But if I'm
2: a striker, I'm saying, yeah, let's get everybody, let's let everybody score goals after I get mine. Like, yeah. And mine isn't and, and, just one, mine is yeah. three.
3: <laughs> that, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think every premier league striker gets a league two side, like embraces the minimum you should be trying to achieve. Yeah. And I, think, I think that's a very fair. And he assessment. did. I mean, but at the time
2: yeah. he, at that moment, yeah. he didn't.
3: And he and he definitely wanted to hat trick. I think like, if he could do it all over him, he would have, he would have done it. Um, yeah. But I that- mean,
2: and my, yeah, my only contention is if he did think like, damn, I'm all sides, then I completely, I'll take back everything. Yeah. Because, and like, that's
3: the, and, that, and the thing is like, we probably will never know because like we didn't have Steve Bruce had his, his, yeah, we don't have any angles. Like, that's yeah. the thing is that like, I looked at the replay like four times and it's like, I kind of saw a guy holding him on, but it was still so close that like you yeah. really literally cannot tell without another angle. <laughs> um, And so I could, I could completely understand that like, him thinking he's offside because like he's literally on the goal line when he does this. And in most situations, if you're on the goal line, like you're probably offside. Um, but I mean, other than that, I, I think it's, a, it was a good match for Joel Linton, not because he got two goals, but because he was consistently in dangerous positions. So I do want to, I, w- I want to give him a shout out for that because I think it's, it's worth, it's worth mentioning. Um, but I do have to say like the fact that Joel Linton posted this goal, his, his golazo uh, on Instagram and then had to, Basically mute the comments because people were just like abusing him. I feel like that that's just like unacceptable. I get it, and I think I wish more people had the mindset of Greg, who was just like, yeah, in the moment I'm I'm upset, but now looking back on it, it's like you know it's not that big of a deal. Like we won seven nothing, but the fact that he had to mute comments because people kept abusing him after a match where he had two goals, I th- that's a bit much. um So I mean, if you're if you're one of those fans who just like looking for a reason to basically verbally abuse one of your own players, like you can just fuck off like that. There's no place for that as, as a fan. I, I just, I mean, that's only deserved if the player truly is awful. And after a good match, like you, you just don't do that. I understand if we're playing Tottenham and he, he misses a wide open sitter, like sure, give him all the shit you, you possibly can, but we beat a team 7-0. He
2: had a brace, like calm down. Yeah. With it. All right, let's take a break. Let's And then after this, we'll, we'll talk about Spurs. Uh, we'll get into the, that match. Uh, let's do it in three, two, one, break. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate
0: football app for you. Our chat system connects the Newcastle community with its public forums for supporters globally, as well as private chats with your mates. Download the free Toon
2: Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. All right, this Sunday... Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday. Currently, as we're saying this, Spurs are probably just landing or still on a flight back from Macedonia, North <laughs> Macedonia in the, in the Europa League. Um, advantage Newcastle on that end. Uh, I'm not saying Newcastle has the match advantage, but that point gives us an advantage in, in that minuscule thing. Um, we're traveling from Warkham; They're traveling from Macedonia. <laughs> um It also could be a big match, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but this could be the debut of Gareth Bale. Yeah,
3: it's it's highly contentious. Uh, A re-debut. Yeah, a re-debut. I'd say uh, the athletic, the guys, the Tottenham Riders for the Athletic, seem to think that October is a more realistic date, considering he just kind of like He kind of just like didn't really participate in the Madrid preseason. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, it it might, it might happen in October. Um, I think they have another cup match coming up next week. I could see him getting a run out there. I don't know if playing a full 90 is, is within uh, his current capabilities, but we don't really know. But athletic is, is potentially saying October. I honestly have no idea. I could see him starting this match, but I could also see Jose Mourinho being like, uh, oh, it's Newcastle. Like, it's a mid-table to lower-table team. No need to, like, kind of risk putting out a guy who might not be match fit and just kind of rolling out with a-, a similar lineup. Who
2: knows? Yeah. And it looks like the... Um, um, oh, who's, what's the guy's name from, um, from Real Madrid? Oh, Reggie Long? Yeah, Reguilón. Yeah, Sergio. Uh, he looks like he's going to play. He's going to make oh, his first yeah. appearance. Yeah, he's been playing for um,
3: Madrid in the preseason and stuff like that. So he's, he's certainly match fit. I imagine he'd start.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe Joe Hart. Who knows? It looks like I mean, <laughs> it looks like he'll start over Hugo. I'm not sure. But that's them. And then uh, for Newcastle, have you, Elijah, have we heard any updates on Dubravka, on Gale, on Lewis, on St. Maximin, on Longstaff? On share, on dumb it, do we you know anything?
3: Uh, I'd say the only player that has a chance at potentially like making a appearance out of those few that you name is probably Lewis. Um, I mean, he sat out training uh, last time we recorded. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard anything today um, as to what he's done, uh, if he was in training or not. Um, but his injury, I-, I would, I'd be shocked. I would be absolutely shocked if he doesn't start just because like he got kicked in the face, like. It's not a it's not a muscle injury. It's not a it's not a, a bone injury. It's not a bruise or anything. It, it's like something you can kind of heal from rather quickly. It's kind of just like ice and taking a couple of days off. So I'd be shocked if he doesn't start. But everyone else, I mean, I I don't think they're gonna. They're probably not gonna play. Um, one thing of note, though, um, I mean, as we kind of get into maybe predicted lineups, I could see Newcastle running a three in the back formation here. Um, just given the fact Karen Clark was taken off, kind of un, un I, I, like you kind of it you kind of alluded to this. It was a bit unexpected um, bringing off a defender uh, for an attacker. I think that kind of just is a, is a subtle hint from Steve Bruce that he's, he's resting Karen Clark uh, potentially for a a three in the back formation um, against Tottenham this, this, this Sunday. Uh, so I, I think that's something that's, that's definitely on the cards. LNC Maxman is another player who probably it, the status of his ability to, to kind of play has been uncertain. He also wasn't uh, practicing earlier this week as well. Um, so something to, to look out for as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's, let's talk about the, the match like Newcastle wise, like what, what formations, um, what, how, how does, I guess the question we always ask is how does Newcastle United win this match?
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it's very interesting. I've been reading a lot about Southampton. Um, one thing of note is that this season, it looks like... Uh,
2: this uh, season you looked, had Spurs, not Southampton, right?
3: Uh, yeah, sorry. I meant Spurs. I was looking at their Southampton match or reading right. about the Southampton match, and this was my uh, takeaway from that. One, you were, first you were course, traveling
2: to Massa... Whatever you said. Massa... Massa... whatever.
3: Massachusetts. Massachusetts?
2: Massachusetts, um, that's right. <laughs>
3: Um, but one thing I did take away, one Spurs are still trying to figure out what they want to look like this season. Um, against Southampton, uh their expected goals was about two and they won five two, which kind of speaks more to Southampton rather than to like Spurs being a really good team. And I've got a couple Spurs friends who are friends, and they didn't feel incredibly confident after that win, even though it was a five five-two win. Um one thing I did notice that Newcastle is going to have to watch out for is Harry Kane. He's kind of being used a little bit differently uh, than he was in the past under Pochettino. Um, Under Pochettino, Deli Ali was kind of like a primary playmaker, a guy who would drop back into the midfield and help build things. But under Mourinho, that's become Harry Kane. Deli Ali is completely out of the picture. I mean, he's likely getting sold uh, to, I don't know, PSG or Real Madrid. I don't know. Um, but Harry Kane, uh, he had a hat-trick of assists, uh, which I think everyone's known about this um, by now. But he really has been, since the season started, dropping deep into the midfield, becoming kind of a, a secondary number 10 and allowing Lucas Mora and um, Hungman Sun to just, like, kind of wreak havoc and almost play as strikers. They play a very narrow four three three 3 3 where it's like the width is almost being provided entirely by the fullbacks and some of the midfielders. And the the three up top are kind of – just making these insane runs so newcastle really there's a couple things that southampton didn't do well um transition is gonna be big um who can win that mid that that middle of the third battle who can kind of break down attacks or stop attacks before they get going on either side um both sides have an insane ability to counterattack, and that's probably how all uh, the goals are going to get scored uh, and then southampton sat back but sometimes um in sitting back, they got too far away from their identity, which they do like to press on occasion. So, if Southampton uh, went, one area they struggled with was was pressing uh, Tottenham when they were trying to build from the back. If Newcastle can kind of do that a little bit and and make the the back line of Southampton a little bit nervous, that could Spurs. build well for them. Oh, sorry, oh, I keep saying Southampton Spurs. I, I'm sorry. I just like up in front of me, I have my notes, and <laughs> Southampton is the team I wrote about and. I just see Southampton much. If they can make Spurs um, a little bit nervous, um, building from the back, it's just going to bode well for them. But again, I mean, Steve Bruce, he doesn't really like to press. If he does press, it's rare. So I don't, I don't bode. I don't think that's going to happen that much. But um, defensive solidity is going to be huge here. Um, you go three in the back, and you kind of contain Son, and you can kind of make more have to really work for for their chances. Newcastle have a chance to sneak away with like a one nil win or, or a zero zero draw. But as soon as they kind of give up in transition or give up, um, you know, let Spurs build from the back, it, it's going to be OV for them real quick. Um, this team is not as disciplined defensively as the roth Benitez teams of the past. So if they if they fall apart early, they fall apart for the rest of the match.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, you know, we've had successes in London. Um, but, the, I mean, this the Spurs team is, is locked and loaded, but I'll be maybe a little tired here. So I, I like your strategy. Uh, I really, I mean, if having St. Maximin, Lewis, um, I mean, having Dubrovka back would be great too, but uh, having Lewis and St. Maximin healthy and playing would be a huge boost to us. Uh, but it, it's going to, I don't think Newcastle can beat Spurs doing what they did against West Ham. They have, oh, yeah. to, they have to do what Elijah says because Elijah's right.
3: I would also add to this. I think this is a match where you might be able to get away with St. Maxman not playing. Like I, if I were Bruce, I would air. I would, I would rest St. Maxman for this, um, because there are other matches where he has a much bigger impact than against Tottenham, especially the way that Newcastle are going to play. If we're going to sit back in this match, St. Maxman's a good threat but we also do have Ryan Fraser who also like is capable of creating a lot of chances and is going to be excellent on the counter with Callum Wilson and provide speed and things like that. So it's like, I would love uh, in a perfect world. Yes. You want Sam say starting, but I'm not too upset if he's not starting because I think Ryan Fraser can do a decent enough job in creating chances. Um, and you have the pace of Miggy as well. Like if you can kind of really, Hammer spurs on the counter. You've got a couple of tricky players still in St. and Fraser. Like, I, sorry, in Almiron and Fraser, I could see maybe bringing say, Maxim on um, in the second half and, and kind of letting Megan Fraser have the bulk of the the, the creation in the first half.
2: Yeah. Uh, one more question before we get to predictions. Uh, who starts, Almiron or Andy Carroll?
3: Oh, my God. If Andy Carroll starts, I. <laughs> I I mean here's the thing though. I, I could see Bruce still starting Andy Carroll here. Um I I could see him starting Andy Carroll because Almiron played this this last match. Um but oh gosh, I can't I don't know. I I might not even watch if Andy Carroll starts. I'm serious. Like it's at this point it's a bit ridiculous. Three assists and one goal, clearly the best player for Newcastle thus far. And Alisson Maxman hasn't really gotten going yet. He's injured. Andy Carroll still doesn't look great. Callum Wilson's probably the second best player for Newcastle right now. I mean, you have to start in the this match. I I have no idea. Like, I'd be shocked if he doesn't start.
2: Yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, we'll get to predictions. I'm going 3 nothing Spurs.
3: I'm going to go one nothing Newcastle here. Whoa! Um, yeah, I don't I love think it. Newcastle to win uh, against some of these bigger sides. But Spurs haven't really showed me enough um, against – I'm giving Newcastle a lot of credit – against a team that, like, is very comfortable bunkering down. The thing about Southampton is Southampton still are not a team that is very comfortable bunkering like they, that's something that they've struggled with. If you look at how Southampton has played against other teams in the big six, um, they bunker for a little bit, but they ultimately like end up giving three or four goals because a lot of their attack comes from like trying to take the game to the players and, and things like that. And when that doesn't work and they have to bunker, it, 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 just, it doesn't really bode well for them a ton. Newcastle on the other hand, are a team that's completely used to bunkering. Like they love doing it. They're comfortable doing it. all the players are comfortable doing it. Um, and they understand that there is a possibility they can win by bunkering, and so I could see them them doing the same thing and, and potentially just winning one nil, bunkering down, and being fine with that. Um, there's a lot of confidence in the team right now. A lot of uh, uh, some of your key players are starting to gain a little momentum. I think Calum Wilson's feeling pretty good about himself. Almirro's Al feeling good about himself. Fraser's feeling good about himself. So your attack is feeling fine about themselves. And if they've got four or five opportunities in the whole match, you have to imagine, especially now that Joel Linton's not up top, that one of those has to result in a goal.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm. I love your ambition. I love your what. I mean, I would love for what you say to happen to happen. I just I have zero confidence going into this, um, which is almost as much confidence as five thirty eight as with Newcastle Um, and they have Spurs, the 60% chance to win Um, the only there's three other matches where there's higher chance. And that's Chelsea over West Brom Man City over Leicester and Liverpool over Arsenal. Um, And then it's Spurs over Newcastle. I don't know. I mean,
3: I'm just, uh, I Spurs have not looked great since this, since the start of the season. Like they haven't done anything that makes me nervous. Like the Southampton thing seemed like like again, there was a little bit of luck. We talked about expected goals; they had two expected goals, and they scored five. But like, I don't know. They didn't. I don't. There was. Uh, I don't know. It just. I have a gut feeling on this one, Greg. And I barely go with my gut. I tended to to, to 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 deny my gut completely, and just bit, and just take the the mindset that Steve Bruce is going to find a way to mess us up. But, like, if if we bunker against Spurs, I don't know if they're really going to be able to create as many chances as they want to. I think they're going to get frustrated quite easily, um, especially with, like, a guy like Lucas Mora, who's not as dynamic as Adele Ali, um, playing up top for them. And maybe Gareth Bale, if he's playing, like, I don't know, maybe he is the difference maker and he's, like, completely fine against teams that bunker. But I don't know. I just haven't seen Spurs, like, do anything that's like, oh, wow, I'm actually scared of this team. And to my credit... Like their fans are not even feeling that confident about the Spurs roster, like the Spurs team as it currently is playing. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm sticking with my gut. One nil, Newcastle. Watch watch it happen. Watch it happen. <laughs> I'm gonna give you Joel my goals goal. goal.
2: goal
3: it's not gonna be Joel Linton. I think it's gonna be a Callum Wilson goal, Miggy assist. Okay. I think he's going for double digits assist before December. There That's my my Miguel Amaro prediction. Double digits assist in all competitions before December. Book it.
2: Yeah, there it is. Well, Spurs are in sixth place uh, with three points. Newcastle are in thirteenth with three points. Uh, Spurs have the goal difference advantage. They have uh, they're they have a plus two goal difference, and Newcastle have a minus one. So that. Do you have anything else on this? Um no. Um. All right. That concludes it. That concludes our Morcombe recap spurs preview i'm your host greg troxel and that is the best damn host in the land elijah newsome and let's get three points on sunday
1: mm. and yeah mm.
3: sorry for making this a south hampton preview i kept saying south but love you guys like
1: sitting inside a fridge but i wish i was on the case side looking at the old time bridge i'm coming home new i made as well i've been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the club again I'll brave the dark at St. James's Park If the gallagots end in the rain I'm coming home And I'm proud to be a Jody And to live in Geordie land. Some people think we're bawdy And we're hard to understand And they say it's just self-pity And we're not so very tough Cos the people in the big fat city Haven't had it half as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I've walked the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away Kiss the ground for the welcome sound and me mother seeing ho, hey how we I'm coming home And I miss the old blind busker who stands at Fennec's door He plays a mean accordion You've all seen him there before And I love the Jody heroes There's so many famous names like Lindisfarne in Gaza Brendan Foster in the at Games I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd work the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again I'll brave the dog in St James's Park At the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine Walk the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother I seen anyhow weird? I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again I'll brave the dog, It's in James's park. in the Gallagher's end, in the rear. I'm coming home.